This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Victory at Deepdale for Preston North End as a strong second half proves enough to see off struggling Cardiff City. Can North End now back that up at the New York Stadium on Tuesday night? I imagine you had quite a good weekend, mate, to be fair. We've Preston won a game, you seem to be out and about, your friend scored an absolute worldie for Carlisle and Cheltenham's coming this week, so is all well in your world? Yeah, I must admit it. Uh, it feels pretty good to be me at the moment. <laughs> went to um, went to Clitheroe on Friday night. A relatively outlandish pick for a place going a night out, but it was lads from school and one of the lads organising this trip uh, lives in Longridge. So you know, when you think about it, it sort of makes sense. Um, but we left. <laughs> we were meant to be going for um, a little bit of a meal and and a few drinks, but. Uh, we left it up to uh, uh, one of our mates from school called George. Now, George is one of these people who 80% of the time he's having a laugh, taking the mic, and 20% of the time he's being serious, not necessarily trying to be amusing. So you always knew when he was on, when he was in charge of trying to trying to reserve a table, I should say, uh, that that you know it was going to go terribly wrong. So uh, we turned up to this place eight o'clock table for about nine absolutely no no knowledge of us uh, which was just ridiculous ended up in the white horse i think it's called quite a rough and ready place you know decent enough they had tunes blaring it was all right i wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily recommend going on an night time because they all really i only really know the ball and brewery yeah well that's good i get the impression that it'd be quite good for like a day drink yes uh, but night uh no uh not necessarily and then obviously, yeah, Jack Army yeah, uh, on the Saturday for Carlisle. The most ridiculous part about that is, is that it was with his right foot, and he's obviously left-footed. So, yeah, um, I thought he might be insufferable this weekend because he has got a tendency to be so. But uh, <laughs> he was okay. He was um, he was all right to be around yesterday. I met him. I met him for a little bit of breakfast yesterday, and he he was okay. He wasn't gloating too much. It always helps when North End win, though, because you know if if Carlisle have won and North End haven't, then the level in mood tends to be quite disparate. 
But yeah, all in all, uh, quite a good weekend, and I'm uh, I'm I'm up for Cheltenham. Good, you're gonna win loads of money. I'll try my best. I've had a ridiculous start to the day, me. I've um I've gone to message you on WhatsApp saying, "Are you ready to come on this podcast?" I've ta- have, you, have you ever used WhatsApp on your computer or laptop? No. Right. Well, I've searched Adam at the top and said, ready, question mark. Do you remember Adam Campbell, the uh, young ginger lad that played for Newcastle? Didn't play many times. No. He was, he was a, Absolutely came, no knowledge of him. You might recognise him. Anyway, I spoke to him in college because I was just trying to interview any players that were on LinkedIn or whatever. And I've messaged him saying, are you ready? <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> Did you get a response? Well, you can delete them, can't you, on WhatsApp? So I deleted oh, it straight away. And he's, anyway, he's message saying, good morning, I have a message from you, which has been <laughs> deleted. Can I help with anything? <laughs> to be fair, occasionally you're best off just leaving the message because once you delete, you know, it, <laughs> it can get quite suspicious. But, yeah, how did that... How did that sort of develop? Did you end up having a, a conversation with him? Did you explain? This morning. Or not? Oh, I've just, yeah, I just said, sorry, text the wrong one. Interviewed you about six years ago. Hope all is well. And he said, ah, I got you. No worries. What a... <laughs> Tremendous. Anywho, onto the footy. At half time, I'm sat thinking, oh my God, how are we, we going to do anything about this? How are we going to talk about this utter drivel? But this Preston team have developed a recent habit of turning it in some of the most rancid stuff you've ever seen in the first half, bordering on ordeal football, and then actually winning when they did it again. Yeah, that first forty-five minutes was was enough for uh, for anyone to uh, to go to sleep. Well, anything I think. <laughs> One of my mates actually uh, went and got a brew at half time, uh, and they gave him uh, an extra one. Uh, and I think that was that was a useful motif actually for the first half. Um, you know, to try to stay awake for the uh, for the next half, just trying to drill you with caffeine. It was an atrocious first half. Uh, I I had to scratch my head at times, and I thought just how poor the uh, the standard of the championship has become because these were two of the worst teams you've ever seen at any level. Never mind uh, in the championship, just just utterly bereft of anything really. Um, obviously, the injury didn't help to Woodman quite early doors. You know, it just took the sting. It took it took the big momentum out of this thing. But um, yeah, th- it was just lifeless that first half. Slightly better in the second, of course. Uh, we just started to play. Um, you know, we just started to string stuff together, really. And the uh, the changes helped, but uh, they were so utterly obvious. You know, he. He perhaps could have made them at half time, but he made them in time to uh, to secure the points. And it wouldn't be a shock to anybody if Cardiff were uh, were in the bottom three coming into the season because they were diabolical. They've somehow managed to score fewer goals than us. They'd only conceded, I think. No, they conceded the same as us, but scored three less. So I thought they might be tough to break down. But I have to say, I thought if we can just show a little bit of quality or have one moment, it might be enough against these because they've got really absolutely nothing, had they? A couple of shots from distance. And we just had to raise our performance a little bit to get the job done. And that's what they did, to be fair. Yeah, it's a weird thing with Cardiff because they've actually got some names who've been okay at this level before. Yeah, they're um, missing Robbo, weren't they, obviously? Yeah, but they just didn't prove it at all. Uh, they looked appalling. Their record at Deepdale is actually really good in recent times. 
I think they'd won the last three games they've been here. And yeah. like, or by extension, our record at their place isn't that great either in recent times. So, you know, uh, against us can be uh, a pretty happy hunting ground, but um, it turned out that they were just utterly dreadful. Um, <laughs> you know, you've got to give us a, um, a little bit of credit because you know oh, yeah. we were Come just slightly that. better than them. You know, we were better than them, uh, especially in the second half. Um, and we took our, our goals really well. Yeah. It was Brown dropped out last minute to go and have, well, to go and be with his partner for the birth of their child. I think he was going to be in the team. And then Parrots come in for Evans. It turned out that two experienced players in him and Brady were, were what the game needed, really. It was, we, we just stepped it up when them two came on, didn't we? A bit more responsibility, Absolutely. intensity. Yeah, definitely. I quite like the two up front, you know, the two low knees up front in Cannon and, and, uh, and Troy. But, you know, against like a team like Cardiff, physical at the back we needed Evans quite early on I thought you know the and the ball just wasn't sticking whatsoever up front uh, and yeah. obviously the ball was just so once we got rid of it it was coming straight back it just made for a terrible event really uh, but yeah once they came on the field Robbie Brady I accused him of being a lunatic uh, a few weeks ago when he got recorded but he was the calmest head in the room on this occasion and uh, I always reckon we're better with him in the team and despite he has got you know he has got limitations um, how dare Alan Brown go to the birth of his child by the way I saw that accusation on Twitter I had to smile what a remarkable oh, yeah. way of thinking that is um, but yeah has it arrived yet the baby if so congratulations to the skipper but yeah all in all uh, I, th- I thought the changes were just oh, were just necessary I thought thought we could all see them coming Cannon took his goal nicely didn't he I liked the fact that he'd, he'd miss one and he thought well he, Whenever you speak to him, he's a very confident lad, so I thought his head wouldn't drop. But he backed himself all the way, didn't he? Lovely finish. Yeah, the first one's a golden chance. He did everything right until he didn't. Yeah, he even um, hit it quite nicely, didn't he? It was just an inch or two off. Yeah, the keeper sort of... He couldn't believe his luck that it was that close to him, really. I got that impression. Yeah. Um, because the keeper just looked a little bit forlorn until uh, he received a gift from Cannon, really. He was able just to drop on it, but uh, when the next chance came, he did everything right and then continued to do everything right. It was a really good goal, and it was just that little bit of class, really. Yeah. You know, just a really calm head, and then and then to lift the ball over the to, uh, the diving defender and the keeper. Yeah, it was good. I think he'll be a good player in time. Obviously, this is his first loan spell, and it can be tricky in the championship. We know that, but uh, if we could. I'd get him again for next season. Um, I think that would be uh, a pretty decent uh, addition once again. Yeah, it's obviously it'll help if he got a little bit more service and it wasn't quite as direct. But yeah, when he got his opportunities, and I'll include the miss, he just looks like he's going to score. So um, yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. I think of the three strikers, he'd be the one I'd, I'd welcome back the most. I know Parrots played more, but I think Cannon could full preseason. I think he's a very likeable player. I think he could get you double figures. Defence were good again. Diaby barely put a foot wrong. Goalkeepers had a great game, Annie. He? I think Woodman admitted he had went for a little blip last month. Wasn't great at Burnley, I didn't think. He looks back to uh, his best now, really, shot-saving-wise. Yeah, really good. Um, it's great to come back from that injury, obviously, because uh, he was down a long time and he had blood seemingly streaming out of his eye. For, Squirting uh, out, yeah. Yeah. 
you know, the majority of the first half. It's a good job that Cardiff weren't much cop because <laughs> had they been, they might have tested him early, you know, after after getting back up. But uh, yeah, he made the stops that he needed to with a plomb. Um, he just had a good game, you know. To me, the um, the shot stopping ability was never in question. It was always like like with the ball at his feet. Um, his distribution has been a little bit disappointing. I, th- I reckon he was under orders to try and offload the ball slightly quicker this week because obviously uh, the towering can get on your back when so when the keeper's holding onto the ball, not not releasing it. Um, and I think he made a conscious effort to try and get rid of it sooner. Uh, but yeah, he had a really good game. He was a he was a much deserved man of the match. Yeah, I felt or, bad at the time because I thought of the match. player of the match. Yeah, well corrected. I um yeah, I thought he'd gone down because he'd saw the ball had gone to a Cardiff player. So I thought, oh, that's tactical for him. Turns out his eyes in a right state. It was like a villain, doesn't he? Horrible. Yeah, it looked a nasty one. Uh, I was I was quite worried for most of the first half that he might be concussed. Really. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have he didn't have a great deal to do, and he was just sort of roaming around his own box trying to stop the flow of blood. And it can be really tricky around that area. Obviously, for those who like the boxing, you know, you struggle to stop the the flow of blood coming without a stitch. Uh, and obviously, you can't be stitching yourself up mid-half. So it was um, it was tricky. Uh, and he came out the other side beautifully. So kudos to him. He had a great game. And he it, it looked quite cool doing it. I always think you look cool when you've got blood you know, <laughs> screaming yeah. down your face with goalkeeper. Did you see the gaffer get booked? What did he do? Um he, uh, from what I can, from what I've been told after, I think he kicked water bottles in rage. I think. Oh uh, yeah, said, yeah. Sorry, you got asked about it. Yeah, his it argument came, was it was North End's water bottle, so it shouldn't have been. Uh, it shouldn't have been booked. I don't think that's relevant at all, is it? <laughs> I thought that. Um, yeah, it all stemmed from Cannon again. I think uh, it was a foul. Their defender was facing his own goal, and it, it was just one of them where you're pleading, yes. please don't foul, please don't foul until they do foul. And it's like, bloody hell, uh, you're better than that. Uh, and obviously, Ryan Lowe, well, he must not have thought it was a foul, or or he must have been that angry that he made a foul that he proceeded to, to blast some water bottles. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get this kicking water bottles thing. It's. Um, Pet did it, didn't he, earlier in the season and launched it into someone on the opposition bench. Yeah. Let's clip that. It's it's odd, though. Like, what are you doing kicking or lobbing water bottles? Grown men, these people. (laughs) We need more Graham Potters in the world, don't we? He's been saying he he keeps extremely calm on the touchline. I like Graham Potter. But uh, just the thing about Graham Potter is uh, that will ultimately work against him because the press have already started to say, Graham, do you really care about this thing? You know, we never see you um, attacking invisible, uh, you know, aliens on the touchline like most managers, you know, they like to flail their arms like they're <laughs> having a scrap on the touchline. No, we don't see you <laughs> launching water bottles or kicking things. What's up yeah. with you, Graham? Get angry. Uh, yeah, come on now. This is elite sport. You've got to do these things. It just it just adds to the pantomime, doesn't it? I, I'm with Graham. I stand with Graham Potter. Um, it's just not necessary to do this. Well said, mate. I like that. It seems like they get asked absolute tripe all the time. You don't think? Yeah. I don't tend to watch that many press conferences, I must admit. Managers tend to put me to sleep. Uh, there's only the odd manager that you know you can go and watch. 
I think, you know what, that was actually worthwhile listening to. It's yeah, normally just a lot of cliches. Well, well, yeah. Big time. Wow. I'll tell you what, what a result for them boys on Friday. Ben Pearson and Alice Steele, they just eat Blackburn Rovers for breakfast, don't they? <laughs> sweat. You must look at the official list of the Blackburn fan, I think. Alex Steele or Ben Pearson are playing against us. May as well write that off because there's absolutely yeah. no chance of getting anything. I, I, I didn't watch it. But um, I didn't need to in many ways. I just know exactly what happened. Job done. He, he was out on Saturday, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was there. I'm not sure why. Maybe just taking a game. In. You had a he loves it, doesn't he? You had a you had a little bit a little bit of an embrace, didn't you? Sir? We bumped into each other. Yeah, it was nice. He looked sharp. To be fair, by the end of North End, he looked absolutely goosed. But uh, <laughs> I think he's I think he's back. So uh, watch out for Stoke next season. Absolutely. Nice to absolutely. win. Deep, nice to win games at Deepdale, though. In it again, everyone feels better. And you know what? We're on a little bit of a run. Well, um, I'm going to come on. Yeah, I'll come on to this now. At zero, at three minutes to one on Saturday, you sent the following message to the group chat. I think the playoffs could be within our grasp. Mm. Were you under the influence at that point or do you genuinely think that? I was. And it's it, it's half a piss take and half not. No, it is entirely a piss take, actually. <laughs> uh, but... And the point I was trying to make, really, is that in any other season, we'd, we'd be looking at the table and thinking, you know what, there's every chance here. Yeah. You tend to get that one team. You tend to get that one team who's who's going to finish with a wet sail, you know, and just come there late and fast and strong. And, and who knows, that could be us. I highly doubt it. But it would be remiss of us not to mention it because, what well, are we off now? Seven. Seven points. Now, I know Norwich have got games in hand on us, haven't they? And they're just outside the playoffs. No, nope. same games. No, is that nonsense? Yeah, that's absolute well, drivel. Well, that's just typical me. <laughs> I, must have been, I must have been absolutely leathered looking at the league table when I sent that to Oh, sorry, they played last night. They played, well, they played yesterday, didn't they? All right. All right, so there you go then. If you're looking on well, Saturday. there you go then. So what was the result? They lost on to Sundund. 1-0. One 1-0? Nil. One nil. Yeah. Mm. So, there we go. Why not? I wouldn't get too excited. But, you know, it's still sort of there, isn't it? It's still hovering in the distance. We we <laughs> maybe maybe prematurely wrote this thing off. I can still see a little bit of light at the end of this tunnel here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, most learned observers would say there's no chance. But there is a slight chance. Uh, but, yeah, to answer your question... Uh, I'd been out uh, on the world famous penny strip. Penny um, Yeah, penny dorm, yeah. <laughs> uh, tap and vine, yeah. In fact, there were a couple of longest lads out. We had a decent chat about North End. That was good. If you're listening, guys, which I know that at least one of you will be, uh, it was good to see you. Um, and yeah, it was good to have a little bit of a debrief with North End before this chat with you on a Monday morning. I think you've nailed it there. I think you can think this team isn't good enough to reach the playoffs but look at the table and think this team could get close and just get everybody a bit more interested saying that we've got a big week haven't we Rotherham on Tuesday and Middlesbrough on Saturday it could be, all be over by the time we next chat unless we do one on Wednesday but yeah I, I tell you what though it, it would be hilarious wouldn't it if we just somehow snuck in and like it, against this backdrop of complete apathy People like seething with the club, 
and like just bored to death with what they're watching. Imagine we bore the league to sleep and get in the top six. <laughs> that would be absolutely box office. That would be overachieving. Wow. <laughs> absolutely, correct, yeah. And I suppose if you look at the league table and take everything out of it of what we've watched, there's a there's an element of truth in, in that comment of us overachieving without a shadow of a doubt. But obviously, there's mitigating circumstances to this. Um, and, and we know the truth. But I, if you look on paper... I think it was probably the wrong word. I think punching above our weight may be better. Because when you say achieving, it's hard to put 12th into feeling like you're achieving anything. But I, I know what he was trying to say. Because it's hard. Again, though, again, though, it just comes back to this cliche nonsense in press conferences. Like, if I had my way, I'd like just try to get rid of them full stop, really. And just say to them, if you've got anything to say, just let us know. If you're going to come out with drivel like that, in like just talking in riddles, then I don't want to hear it, really. So I've well and truly stopped listening to most people's press conferences as a result, because I just think it's a, like, a little bit of a pantomime, really. I don't know whether you agree. You might think that the press conference is a really important facet of your job. But um, I, yeah, I pay no no notice whatsoever. I think at our level they're all right because tend to ask what people, despite some people thinking we don't, trying to t- ask what fans want to hear. But at top level, I think you just get, you know, I think they were getting asked about Lineker and stuff, weren't they? It's just anything, anything that's going on, <laughs> we'll ask you about it. <laughs> right. get, yeah, you know, he's Love Island final tonight. He'll probably manage. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Final. No spoilers, no spoilers, please. Was it last night? I don't know. I haven't watched any of it, but point is, yeah, they just get I... asked about anything going on, don't they? No, yeah, you're right. And obviously, it, it gives you stuff to uh, to write about, I suppose, George. It'd be quite, well, it'd be boring, wouldn't it, if you didn't have a press conference to write about? What would yeah. you write about? Fair point. I have no idea. Yeah, you do need them. Yeah, I suppose you Not do. in too like, I think last year, they tended to do them before midweek games, which they've stopped doing this year. And then you're ending up talking to these people like four times a week, which is just insane. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have a Tuesday night game and you'd be there on, no, Wednesday night game. You're there on Thursday morning, 12 hours later. Yeah. And there's just nothing, there's quite simply nothing more to say. And then, What I quite like about press conferences though, um, and I do genuinely enjoy this about them, um, is the fact that people completely lose their mind on like Twitter about what's said. Like it's worth it's worth a, t- t- a press conference pu- purely to read the reaction to them. Like that <laughs> that overachieving thing was worth reading about because you got people genuinely angry about this thing. Which uh, I'd love just to go up to people and just shake them and be like, "What on earth are you getting this upset about? Come on, look at the bigger picture. The media trained people they're talking in riddles. What more do you want them to say? Not going to come out and say bloody hell, we're twelve. Like this is rubbish." and been watching garbage football, and the squad's gash as well, are they? They're just not <laughs> going to do it. They're going to say, look, you know, so we're 12, we're looking up the table, you know, we've got some good players, we're playing a great brand of football, you know, and I'm mates with Steven Gerrard. Yeah, you should you should start walking around Deepdale and anyone on the phone during the game, just take it off them and launch it. Stand. I tell you what, I, I do enjoy going on the hashtag a little bit, especially like after a game, but like scrolling during the game and like, it's staggering how much people tweet during the game. Like, and they must never be off it. And my favourite tweets are when, like, a person is telling Twitter 
of the score and who scored, despite not being a journalist. Like, as an example, um, 2-0 Evans. Well, <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> um, anyway, if you've tweeted that, by the way, nothing personal. Keep doing it. I find it amusing. We're running out of time because I don't pay for Zoom, but are you driving to Rotherham? Well, I, I'm not driving to Rotherham, but, uh, but Harry, one of my good pals, is driving. So, uh, yeah, going in by out. car. Oh, big time. Including a fish bar. Always get a fish supper after Tuesday night game. Oh, nice. It'll be an absolute right. scrap this, won't it? They're a proper, uh, it's a proper rough and ready place to go, Rotherham. Yeah. I just think it's one of those places you... You know, you're going to have to absolutely fight tooth and nail. Might be a bit cliche, that, but I do think it's true. Yeah, it'd be a tough game. They're not a great team. They're limited, but, you know, you'll always get effort off them, won't you? So, um, if if we play to our maximum strength and ability, then you'd expect us to to come away with a decent result. But um, I've been to to Rotherham enough to know that occasionally the, the result just doesn't go your way. Tough game, tough game. That was very press conference talk from you, that actually. It was, it was, it was cliche. Yeah. It was... Um, if we I'll, perform I'll to our levels. Manager. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah. No, yeah, let's um, let's start doing these podcasts in in press conference style. Just start saying absolutely nothing, really. 12 but, yeah, in the, yeah. Tough 12 game. in the home tough. form table, rather. It's a fortress, isn't it? Yes. At the New York Stadium, a fortress. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. The atmosphere will be bouncing there, won't it? Bouncing. Will we'll it? be bang up for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hugo leading the line. Keep him quiet. Wow, what a player. Loved, loved Hugo. Quick. Really underrated all in the ball. Up. Knew where the back of the net was. Very, very likeable player. And did a wonderful side jive. You ready for a quiz? Let's do it. Apprehensive. I think you should get this because this was a very good game of footy. 25th oh, of Feb. 2014 against Rotherham. At Deepdale? Yes. 2014. 2014 was the year we lost them in the playoffs, wasn't it? But this was the league contest. Well deduced. We drew 3-3. Yep. Yep. We went... Did we go 2-0 down? Yeah. And then 3-2 up? Yeah. Trying to think of the goal scorers now. The equaliser was an absolute mess. You had people falling on their arse in the box and then it just somehow squeezed in. And Evans is Steve Evans is down the touchline like an absolute prize idiot. Pants falling Steve down. Steve Evans was at his Yeah. He was at his most insufferable then, wasn't he? He was. Steve Evans. Yeah, he was. Now I, I know they're doing okay at the moment at Stevenage, but nobody really is interested in Stevenage. No one's like listening to press conferences from Stevenage. But uh, yeah, do you remember when when Alex Ravel scored that goal in the playoffs? Uh, so when Gordon scored the goal in the playoffs, and he said, <laughs> he said his quote was, uh, "If I see a better goal than that in this year's playoffs, then I will wake up a chicken." That's what he said. <laughs> about about when press conferences were half decent. Anyway, Alex Ravel scored uh, a goal from the halfway line in yep. the final, um, and then his press conference the next day on Sky Sports News, he was he was dressed as a chicken. What a clown. <laughs> anyway, um, who scored? Um, Kevin Davis. Wrong Davis. Craig Davis. Yeah, two one. Brilliant. Christ, he played for us around that time. God, he got the third, and it went off. I remember it. Lovely little clip cross from Humphrey, and Garner's just there, and he heads it in front of the town. And it was yeah. a night game, this weren't it? Yeah, yeah. Who got his level? Um, this was a nice finish as well, from what I remember. Oh, uh, massive I player. 
you can't really believe this guy was playing in League One for us, to be fair. Well, there's quite a few of these. Galley. Yeah. Oh, I think Gally. he just... How, how did he ever play in League One, that fella? Ever. He could, he could still be running the show in League One now. I think he could, yeah. Easily. It, where's Hulahan in like, League Two? So Galley, Galley could still play. Is it Grimsby Hulahan? I'm not sure where Hulahan is, but mm. yeah. Lash it. We'd never have got Galley uh, in League One these days. Would we market insights, people like that? They'd have been all over it. It's actually pissed take that we got Galley, really. It was a hack. Incredible footballer. Loved him. I still love him now. I always... Uh, so I always have to like smile to myself when people are saying, get Galley out. Like, <laughs> low with Galley and Marsh. You can all go for me. Are you forgetting, are you forgetting what Paul Gallagher's done for this club? Like Just how good this this player were for us. And it takes a couple of home defeats to like, I don't know, we've lost it. Huddersfield, and you want him gone? Consigned to history? Grow up. Was there any... Um... Every week at home this week, or not at half-time, was everyone a bit calm? No, there was no abuse this week. Was it not? Good. Um, yeah. You could tell that people were biting the tongue of shade, but... You can't ex- <laughs> a bit... you can't explode at nil-nil, can you? No, no, no. There was actually a ripple of applause at half-time. I couldn't believe people were genuinely applauding that. <laughs> I got up and sort of sighed and thought, just what a... Oh. Um, Yes, bloody hell fire. How the hell are we going to stay up for the second half? That's that thing. But yeah. Yeah, there was no abuse this time. People are starting to come back round to the Ryan Low, to the locomotion. Get that on again before the game. Big time. Lovely to chat, as always. Yeah, enjoyed it. Fingers crossed for three points tomorrow. Are you confident? Take a point. Take confident. Get out of there with a point. Oh, oh, oh you always take a point to these places. Then we've got batter Middlesbrough on Saturday. Oh, I can't. I can't imagine any other outcome than us giving them a good idea in Middlesbrough. Yeah, they're absolutely rubbish, aren't they? Get Gosh. deal deal with them. Yeah. Right, we make may reconvene on Wednesday. Who knows? Less than one minute, so I'll have to bid you farewell. Yeah, I should be okay for Wednesday. Super early doors, though. Have to be early yeah. doors. Sorry, right, mate. Goodbye. It's the 90th minute and P&E are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.